My name is Matt Brown. NFL fans, we are live from Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas for Super Bowl 58 opening night. Fueled by Gatorade. And let's start the show. He's hooking. He's hooking. What's going on, everybody? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Wednesday, February 7th, 2024. We are going to discuss Super Bowl 58. This is our fourth Super Bowl we are covering, and we could not be more excited than ever. So we are about to get into an incredible Super Bowl preview show, an amazing productive conversation, plus we're bringing in some new collaborators along the way. But before we talk all things Super Bowl 58, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at X at Pod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations and Facebook at Productive Conversations. So the focus for this episode is all about Super Bowl 58. We have covered every single week of the NFL season, 18 weeks in the regular season, then another three weeks of the postseason, and now we are here. Week 22, technically, of the NFL season, and it is about to go down as the two best teams are about to play each other. The best team in the AFC versus the best team in the NFC, and we are going to break down everything regarding the National Football League's biggest game, the Super Bowl. So what's special about this show is that we are going to collaborate with the leader of Playbook Sports HQ. So they are a podcast that solely broadcasts on YouTube. You can also find their content all over Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. So they've been following us for months and they've been kind enough to to comment on our stuff. We comment on their stuff. And then ultimately after like knowing each other online for six months, we decided, hey, let's make some content. And now we're here. We are making content together. We're collaborating. And hopefully this begins a sweet partnership where we help each other out, cheer each other on, and hopefully we both reach our goals in becoming major brands in the podcasting sphere. So pretty cool stuff. His name is Anthony Anthony Aramia to be exact and we are about to begin this collaboration once and for all so here we go it is me Anthony and Kevin Schaefer talking all things Super Bowl 58 gonna focus on the game itself and we will ultimately make our big predictions on the big game so let's do it Anthony it's your turn for the first time Kevin it's your turn once again let's talk all things Super Bowl 58 this is a very productive conversation. Well, here we are. We started the season in early September. It's now February. 
And this Sunday is Super Bowl Sunday, one of the best days in the entire world. This year's Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58, it's going to be the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. San Francisco 49ers are finally trying to get over the hump and win their first Super Bowl since 1995, no, 1994, with Kyle Shanahan at the realm. Can he finally win the big game? And then we have the Kansas City Chiefs in their fourth Super Bowl in five years, the reigning Super Bowl champions. Can they complete the dynasty and win their third championship and immortalizing some of those players and obviously their head coach? So this is quite the matchup we got. So let's focus on the X's and O's of Super Bowl 58. Maybe a little Taylor Swift, but we'll save that for our pop culture show. But this is mainly on the game itself, the most important part of the Super Bowl. And with me, we obviously have our good friend Kevin Schaefer back. What's up, Kevin? How's it going, Matt? Happy to be here. Happy to have you. And for the first time, we have a fellow content creator, talented in his own right, incredible sports opinions and we're so glad to begin this collaboration please check him out and all his great collaborators at playbook sports you can find them on tiktok youtube instagram and twitter just go to playbook sports and check out what the great stuff that team is doing and they are led by none other than anthony aramia who is joining us today on the show what's up anthony glad to have you hey man run the play man simple Playbook Sports, thank you for having me on, Matt. Glad to meet you, Spanky Boo. Listen, man, I'm ready for a great show. High energy. About to talk some ball. You know, we just did this on our uh, football show, dropping Thursday. Um, but I'm ready to run it back. You know, new faces, new opinions, new people to argue with. Let's talk some ball. <laughs> and you could have said any better. Thank you, Anthony, for that incredible introduction. So here we go, guys. Let's talk about the game itself, Super Bowl 58. So much on the line, so much to talk about, and this is going to be interesting. So first things first, let's talk about the spread, and let's talk about what we think about the spread, and that will lead to how we got think these two teams got here. So right now, as of this time of this recording, it's Wednesday night, February 6th. The spread on FanDuel is minus two and a half. For San Francisco, Anthony and Spank, what do we think about this spread? Do we think it's fair? You think it's accurate? I believe it opened at minus two and a half. We've seen numbers falter a little, but it seems like this is the definitive number that the San Francisco 49ers can win by a field goal. What do we think about the spread? The spread from the start. I'll start with Anthony with this as our guest. Um, as a spread, I think the uh, people setting the line did their thing, obviously, man. Um, you know, the 49ers have proven it again and again and again all season long. Like, they've kind of been unstoppable all year, uh, similar to how the uh, Eagles kind of were last year until the Super Bowl, obviously. Um, but I think there's something different about not the 49ers team, but this Chiefs team, because if we're being honest, this Chiefs team hasn't really looked like an elite level team all year. And now all of a sudden everyone's taken them because they have Patrick Mahomes, which honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they won. I'm not going to count them out at all, but I think the 49ers at two and a half would be the bet. I personally would take 
Um, I'm projecting a low scoring game. You look at like someone like Pacheco, who's a really like ground and pound running back where he's not going to break off big plays that often. And you have a guy like McCaffrey. So the Niners are obviously going to be running the ball game, taking the clock. Um, So that could obviously affect the line because not as many points are going to fly. But I think the 49ers could win. I want to say 21-10 would be my score prediction. So, yeah, they Mm -hmm. hit that minus two and a half. What do you think about the spread, Kevin? You think it's fair? Well, I think I think two and a half is always a perfect Super Bowl spread. You want a close game. You you, you have the two best teams apparently in the NFL. It should be a close game, a field goal, one possession game. I'm going to sound like Nick right here, but in the Super Bowl, you can't have Mahomes as as the underdog. I mean, yeah. I, I love the 49ers team. I think they're fantastic. A lot of talent there. Mahomes is the guy. I mean. Mahomes is the premier quarterback in the NFL. I think he should get the benefit of the doubt here. And I think giving him points is is almost free money to anyone who wants to take. I mean, if you take the Chiefs on an alternate spread, plus four and a half, plus five and a half, that's almost free money at that point. Because Mm -hmm. this is going to be a close game. And I I don't see Mahomes losing anyway. But to give him points to start off on the opening line, I think, is is ridiculous. I I mean, he's the premier guy. That was probably my initial thought, giving him the underdog once again. And we'll break the way we're going to break this out. We'll first talk about the Chiefs as a whole and then the 49ers, but it's the fact that the Chiefs just in Patrick Mahomes and this particular team on paper, who we've known they struggled on offense this year, especially with their wide receivers and the insane drops they've had. Um, Mahomes himself. You know, not being an all pro this year is something to take note of, but he, you learn something about the winners and the winners just win. And I'm sure we'll break down that down a little more and seeing their victories against Buffalo and especially the Ravens, even though thinking that after we spoke last week, Kevin, maybe you could argue was more of the Ravens losing compared to the chiefs winning. Ultimately the winners win and we're at this position that we're at again. Well, I, I agree with Andrew. I think it's going to be a very low scoring game. And I think in a game, I mean, the big thing that I even said last week is different about this Chiefs team is their defense. They have that real championship caliber defense. And I think what it's going to come down Mm -hmm. to with those two really good defenses is which quarterback is going to make the play. The one play that's going to set his team apart. And time and time again for the last five years, that's been Mahomes. Purdy's an unknown. Purdy could come out and, and make that play and cement himself as one of the top quarterbacks in the league. But until he does it in the Super Bowl, my, my money's always going to be on Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree with you on in that aspect. Like, if you're looking at who's going to make the play between Mahomes and Purdy, like, it's no debate. It's obviously going to be Mahomes. <laughs> but I don't trust. Kadarius Tony to make the play. I don't trust <laughs> Rasheed Rice to make the play. You know, those guys are good. Even Kelsey having a, a more down year I'm in the playoffs, he's turned up. But again, like you guys said, the Ravens really beat themselves. The Bills, I think, beat themselves because they haven't been able to beat the Chiefs. I think you know that in your head. Like, we haven't <laughs> been able to beat this team. That affects how you play, you know. So I feel like the Niners aren't going to beat the team to beat themselves. I think realistically the only way they lose, and this could happen again, Brock Purdy is a Mr. Um, what's it called when you're last Irrelevant. Pick? Mr. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Yeah. You know, last pick, if someone's going to shit the bed this game, it's Brock Purdy. You know, he could go and have 
120 yards and two, three picks. And again, like you said, the Chiefs defense is elite, but I just trust these playmakers, Debo Samuel, Ayuk, McCaffrey, uh, Kittle, obviously, to go and make big plays. And they know how to protect him, too, with Brock Purdy. That's the thing. And one of his criticisms, people saying, you know, when you have someone big like Trent Williams on there, they, he's a system quarterback. But we will push that a little more um, moving on. But you were talking about Super Bowl spreads. You know what the best Super Bowl spread of all time is, right? New England, minus 14, Super Bowl 42. I'll just say some refried beans. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to go there, but why don't we now focus on Kansas City's aspects in this game? So Kansas City, as I mentioned, representing the AFC, obviously the most talked about team, even for non-football fans and Swifties. And somehow they got it. They got to this position, even as the fourth seed in the playoffs. Well, here's what I think we could point out that Kansas City has. Feel free to argue me if you disagree. I think Kansas City has the better quarterback, obviously, the yeah. better coach. Um, even though Shanahan's always gets there, what he's he's been in four NFC championships and what Super Bowl since he took over for Harbaugh. Um, but can't has been hasn't been able to win that big game. I think I think the it's hard when it comes to the line. They haven't been, played better protecting cheat the uh, Mahomes this year. And they played really and they really strived. They really strived. Ah, they strided in the AFC Championship. But I could see if people feel that the 49ers' offense lines better. And then the Chiefs have just been killing it on the road lately. Uh, they've won the two of their last three um, in all weather conditions. So the Chiefs has has as much momentum for both. <laughs> football fans and non-football fans, but I think that is some of the edges they have over San Francisco. You guys, you agree or disagree? Uh, I agree. I agree. Nothing, nothing you said there was wrong. Um, someone in our TikTok comments said I look like Creed Humphrey, so always got to show love to... <laughs> he's been, <laughs> he's been, so the, he's been a key help. He's been a key help for that offensive line for for Kansas City. He's been a huge difference maker. Well, Matt, Matt really can tell you... From our from our group chat, that I uh, I'm a huge Creed Humphrey fan, have been since the draft. Yeah, I mean they, they you look at that that Super Bowl loss to Tampa, where they they lost because of their offensive line, and they went out and fixed it. I, I mean, obviously, like, like like everyone says, they don't have the playmakers that they used to, but with the offensive line he has and the defensive line he has, it's it's going to be hard to beat Mahomes. Yeah, I don't think anything there you said was wrong. Like, again, you guys are just no involved. But um, I just, again, those playmakers, dude, they matter in the Super Bowl. You know, like how Mm -hmm. many, like, when you think about the Super Bowl, you think about, like, the big big plays that, like, obviously receivers made. You look at, like, Edelman or uh, Jermaine Jermaine Kirst when he caught it over the um, dude and then they threw the pick. Oh, yeah. Like, you you think about those big plays that playmakers make, you don't really think about like, oh, the quarterback like doing whatever, you know, because it's more about those playmakers. I feel like in those games, uh, the, the big David plays Tyree give you momentum. Exactly the, the the momentum you get from a play like that is so much huger than like someone throwing slants down the field. And I know Tom Brady obviously had the success from that, but. I think like throwing a slant to Debo and him breaking it for 80. Ayuk obviously has the hands to make a big play. 
Um, I'm just going to keep on spitting about these dudes because they're so good. <laughs> like They're so good. It's like ridiculous. Though. I could go out there and be the quarterback instead of Brock Purdy, and I think we'd still be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, you look at you look at the Chiefs, and, and like you said, I mean, obviously, you know, they're not where they are because now you have to rely on Nicole Hardman as your as your number four guy. Mm-hmm. You've got Justin Watson and and Valdez players Scantling. like that were almost completely James, who now, now Richie James, Kadarius Tony, who probably won't even play to be honest. You know, the, those guys are, are not going to be out there when you need. You, you look at a M, or MVS too. A couple dropped passes on on dimes from Mahomes this year to win games that he dropped. Yeah. So, so I, I 100% see what you're saying because a dropped pass can lose or win you a game. So, uh, so I get what you're saying with the playmakers there, and that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and also, you know, just on a personnel level, the Kansas City Chiefs. You have Andy Reid, who's now become as iconic as he can, and this Super Bowl will make him immortal. When you think of the Mount Rushmore oh, yeah. of NFL coaches, Andy Reid, if not there already, third Super Bowl win clearly seals that deal. And he has the most incredible staff ever um, in terms of defense. Spagnola argue he's one of the best defensive coordinators to ever play. Matt Nagy, who's definitely had his criticisms because of his offense in the regular season in particular, but he's still able to get these to get the points that they needed. So I also have to put that in account as well. And, you know, San Francisco coordinators in the Shanahan era only last a year, it seems, and they get a head coaching job after, whether if you're a McDaniel or a, um, as you mentioned, you know, D'Amico Ryan as Anthony's a Houston fan. And what they have here, you know, I think that matters is keeping that core together. You know, Spags and Andy have been together since the beginning of the Mahomes era, and that makes a difference, especially going into this game. And Spags, his defense was the one that defeated the 49ers defense originally in 2020. So for a team that's mostly the same for the most part, um, with the exception of Jimmy G's now, Brock Purdy, I think that's um, something that he could hold account for. Like if... There's somebody to make a true game plan on defense is Spagnola. Hold up. It's not Brock Purdy, obviously, is an upgrade from Jimmy G. Also, you've got Debo now in the prime of his career. Ayuk now in the prime of his career. Kittle now in the prime of his career. And let's not act like Christian McCaffrey isn't the biggest upgrade ever from Raheem Mostert. Oh. You know? Oh, I mean, from from a team, a team that went from Running back by committee with Raheem Mostert and a bunch of no names, and now you're you're trotting out McCaffrey every down. It's it's an insane upgrade. I mean, a lot of the personnel is the same over there, but it's it's a very different team than it was four years ago. Nick Bosa, I think, was in his rookie year when they lost. Yeah, he was he, he had, now. Hadn't really broke out yet. Yeah, now they added his his teammate from college, Chase Young. So I, very different team. A lot right. of the same players, but very different, more experienced team. And, you know, f- f- focusing on the to stay on the keys for the 49ers, as we mentioned, they clearly have the better receivers, better running back, as mentioned. You could argue the better pass rush, as mentioned, as you guys with Bosa and Chase Young. Um, and I do think they have the better linebackers and, and, and um, secondary, which is key in Fred Warner. And... Um, my one thing, and I think that's one thing they really stick out, is just to have that better secondary core. Um, but still, Kansas City Chiefs know how to stop 
these lead offenses too. So branching off of that for the defensive side, what else do you guys think they could do t- is the key to make sure you prevent Mahomes from not scoring? I I think the biggest key, and it's on the offensive and the defensive side of the ball. It's the same for, for the 49ers on both sides. The offense is don't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs have been fantastic at forcing teams to make mistakes this year. Yeah. If you don't make mistakes, that's how you're going to beat them. And then the opposite side of the ball. Mahomes rarely makes a mistake, and you have to capitalize on it when you do. So the defense needs to force him to make a mistake or two. And if they can force him to make a mistake or two and Brock Purdy can play a a, a turnover-free game, that team can play a ton- turnover-free game, and force Mahomes to make a mistake or two, that's their key to winning. Yeah, the is key is to pressurize to- him, is to pressure him off of Pressure force mistakes, and to limit your own mistakes, which is is the key in any game you're playing. But specifically, when you're playing Mahomes, you need to capitalize on his rare mistakes and not make them yourself. Listen, I'm not not an X's and O's guy. I'll mainly talk betting and fantasy. But if I had a way to stop Mahomes, then I think I'd be a defensive coordinator somewhere. I I don't think there's any way you could stop Mahomes. I think my key would be hold Travis Kelsey. I feel like their playoff success has been because Travis Kelsey has kind of been back. Um, yeah. But during the regular season, I mean, this team didn't look eye-popping. You know, he, uh, the Chiefs were in probably, if not the weakest division in the NFL. Um, so now you got Mahomes and, like, Kelsey out here cooking it up a little bit. Now it's kind of reminding you of the throwbacks. You got Taylor Swift on the camera every Travis Kelsey touchdown. Um, <laughs> you know, we don't want to see no Taylor Swift. Well Super Bowl too. He is. He is. So I, last time they played, I want to say Travis Kelsey was hurt. I, I think I fact-checked and I couldn't find him anywhere. Um, I might be for, mistaken on that. For the last 49ers and Chiefs game? Yeah. You might be right. I could check really quick on that. Um, I may be wrong. I might be thinking of a different game. But I would, when I was doing research from my podcast, I was trying to like compare stats, and Kelsey wasn't there. But I think last year he had like a touchdown, maybe two touchdowns at like fifty yards. I know he had like almost twenty fantasy points. Yeah, so they, I, you're I right. Like they, if you hold Travis Kelsey, and you're like, I was just saying, I was just saying right here, and you kind of let like, here. oh, let's let Kadarius Tony and Rasheed Rice beat us. <laughs> yes, it was. They did play last year at San Francisco. They won. Kansas City won, forty-four to twenty-three. Last year's week seven. You know who was the number one rusher for San Francisco that day? Jeff Wilson Jr. at seven carries <laughs> and fifty-four yards. Uh, now playing. Now he's out in um, Miami. And yes, yeah, so I do have here that Kelsey was in it. So for six receptions for ninety-eight yards, but but still though. Um, the key, I think that's the also the major keys, just to prevent Kelsey, because he clearly is the reason why, specifically in the Buffalo and Baltimore game, why they were able to have so much success. Getting touchdowns, getting yards, just passed at least 70 yards for both games. And um, I think somebody like, and this is, remember, you play, when you played Buffalo secondary with major injuries, you know what? Um, he's blanking my name, but coming off the bench. So sorry, coming off the couch, and he has to stop Travis Kelsey in a playoff game. That's gonna be tough. Roquan Smith had a hard time for some reason, but now you have all pro Fred Warner out there. I think it's gonna be tough for him. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, Even someone like uh, Traverius Ward, you could throw on him as well, uh, just to make it interesting. Tayshawn Gibson. Uh, I mean, Telano Hufunga. Is he playing? 
I don't know. Actually, I, I, I don't know. But he he's one of the best safeties in the NFL, and, and he's young. So I, I wasn't sure if he was playing or not. He's on the IR, but I, I think he? he got hurt pretty early in the year. But he was – like, bro, he's – last year he exploded. Like, he was one of yeah. my favorite players. And the next Palomalu, I think – but. That's a. I was actually about to say that. So I mean, it, it, whether he's playing or not, guy, I I forgot it was on IR. Um, could could be a big factor actually. Definitely. Jinx. <laughs> Got me there. So my only other thing I would like to ask regarding the pass rush, right of the 49ers. some people felt that Chase Young has been lazy, for a lack of a better term. And, you know, especially we might have noticed in the 40, in the Detroit game, there were some plays he didn't complete. Um, not saying that he's been a bust per se, but he hasn't been like the true ultimate combo that they were hoping for in um, Bosa and Young. Young's been able to stay healthy, which was a key, which was he had trouble in Washington. I do think it upgraded the team, but do you think that, that should be a concern at all. I think it's fair after a week off when you're playing in that neutral site, stuff like that really doesn't matter. All that matters is your pure skill at that point. And Chase Young is a second overall pick for a reason. When he's on point, he's been a monster. When he was held in the one playoff game in playoff win in Washington, um, he was a difference maker. And I do think that that's going to be a huge factor coming into this game healthy. Well, coming out of college, that was one of his big question marks was the motor. Mm -hmm. You know, he was known to take plays off. And you can't really do that in the NFL. But with his talent, even if he takes a few plays off, he's going to make some plays anyway when he when he goes full bore. So I, th I think he'll be a big X factor, whether or not he's he's making the plays that he usually does or if he's taking too many off. But hopefully – they were able to light a fire under him this weekend, and we'll we'll see a really good Easy. pass rush combo of, of Bosa and and Young. I think the key with Young is it makes it like almost impossible to double team Nick Bosa. Uh, like right. if you leave Chase Young, uh, he's gonna get to the, the quarterback. He's one of the fastest pass rushers in the league. And then if Chase Young really is taking plays off. Like, we got Javon Hargrave. We got Eric Armstead. Yeah. Like, those are dudes that can make plays. You don't even really need Chase Young. He's just a, a added commodity, extra credit. So that that's kind of my thoughts on it. And uh, Javon, Javon Kinlaw has yeah. been coming out in the last few weeks, too. Yeah, this is going to be a really good game. Take away all the fanfare and focus on the actual football. This really is going to be a lot of fun. So with that, why don't we help make some parlays and we're all gamblers here and we're proud of it and we're responsible with it, of course. So why don't we talk about the most gambled day of the year? Or sorry, I should say, why don't we talk about the gambling aspect of the most gambled event of the year? And let's make some props. So I asked the guys to give me three props. So why don't we just go concurrently? So I'll go first, Kevin, then Anthony. So first and if we happen to have the same one, it's totally okay. But first things first, let's give an anytime touchdown for Travis Kelsey. I mean, duh, at this point. Not only for, obviously, her special girlfriend's going to be at the game, but he's obviously Mahomes' favorite target. He's at the Super Bowl, a touchdown in the Super Bowl last year. And as I mentioned, he's been a huge factor in the divisional and conference championship getting score, getting some scores in there. 
Got to have Travis Kelsey as an anytime touchdown. Am I right? I disagree. Really? I'd be scared. Uh, I, I don't call it a lock, but I'd be scared. Uh, just just because I, I, I think, like Andrew said, their game plan is going to be to shut him down. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to get better value with Rasheed Rice because Mahomes is going to have to go to him more, especially in the red zone when their entire game plan is going to be to stop Kelsey in the run game with Pacheco. So I think Rasheed Rice is going to be your, your better bet for an ATD. Okay, I do respect it, and I see that there. And Rice is the only true—excuse me—is the only true weapon that you can trust in terms of the wide receivers. So, good point there. I'll take that. So, what's this, Anthony? What's your first prop? Okay, so again, I'm from California, right? So we don't have the FanDuel odds. We don't have none <laughs> of that. So I've got some prize picks picks for you guys. Uh, I also do have some stuff uh, along those lines, and I'll get into that. But I think my real big lock is Clyde Edwards-Alaire under three fantasy points. Uh, that would mean he would have to rush for 31 yards or get a catch, and it'd be around 26 yards. There's rumors about McKinnon playing in this game, so that should shut him out. Last year, I believe the score was like 45-40, something like that, and Edwards-Alaire didn't get a single touch. So you got Pacheco. Everyone's raving about Pacheco. I don't see why you would have Edwards Alaire in this game. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna take his under on three fantasy points. I respect that. Yeah, he's kind of been a lost start with the rise of Pacheco. Bust. Definitely a bust. A first round bust after this. There ever after they were. I forgot where Super Bowl. Uh, after the first Super Bowl, they drafted him, and uh, well. The LSU standout did not work out. So my my first prop is one of FanDuel's game specials, and it is Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy to combine for 50-plus rushing yards at plus 150. <laughs> mm. That's one I, I mean, the last – Two weeks in the playoffs, both of them have had had big games, uh, big gains where they've run for a couple first downs. So I expect them. I mean, you're asking them to get 25 yards apiece. I'd probably say it probably goes 30 for Mahomes, 24 Purdy in that situation. But I, I think they'll get to 50 combined. Dude, and in that Lions game, Brock Purdy was running like Lamar, bro. Yeah. He was taking hits. He was bouncing off people. I was like, dude, I did not know you had this in your game, man. So, yeah, I got to show love to that one. That's a a good one for sure. And I definitely think it'll be one of those where, kind of like you said, I could see either Brock or Mahomes running for like 45 and the other one running for like 10. Like someone's going to explode and the other one's going to fall back. But I think that's a lock for sure, especially to have like plus odds on that. Uh, That's money. Yeah. Yeah, especially that that the the plus one ten, that's that's gold right there. Uh, my plus second 150. plus one fifty. See even more. Don't we like that? So my next one, you got to go with the anytime touchdown for Christian McCaffrey. I mean his anytime touchdowns are literally in favorite odds. It's like minus one twenty two, and as long as you're if you're definitely on the goal line, it's a done deal. But um. You could trust that not only if you wanted to, you know, add to this, if you wanted to combine like 86 um, plus, plus, you know, plus um, oh, uh, over 86 combined receiving and receiving and rushing yards, that'd be a done deal. But Christian McCaffrey, you're anytime touchdown. I mean, on FanDuel, 
at least the last couple of weeks. I, I haven't looked at it up for the Super Bowl yet. It's been like minus 250 for his ATD. ATD. Yeah. So if you can get it for anything under like minus 150, that, that's free money. Lock right there. Anthony, what's up? I'm I'm gonna one up you a little bit on this one. Um, so I know you took McCaffrey anytime touchdown. I'm gonna go a little bold here, and I'm gonna take McCaffrey Super Bowl MVP. Ooh. Oh, I like uh, that. Plus four fifty. Okay, I feel like you're betting on the 49ers winning. I think if they win, McCaffrey's the MVP over Brock Purdy. If he rushes for a touchdown, two touchdowns, it's kind of hard to make argue against it. Uh, and then the Super Bowl MVP isn't like the NFL MVP where it's not a quarterback award. We've seen linemen uh win it so i definitely think linebackers malcolm smith won one exactly. year for him <laughs> so if mccaffrey can do it you look at like in the 90s when terrell davis won it uh it's kind of given the same vibe with mccaffrey this year where i definitely think he could win it makes a ton of no, sense I, I absolutely agree with that and if I they will, win i think I, the only way i lose is if the chiefs win <laughs> Only it's only happened once the losing team had the MV Super Bowl MVP on it for the Cowboys. I can't remember the top of the head, but I know it was it was the Cowboys loss. I think it's to say to the Steelers, like Super Bowl six or seven. No. Anyways, but it only happened once. Howley. But, That's Chuck Howley. See, there you go. Um this isn't a this isn't one of my predictions, but just can you imagine? Say that Kelsey somehow won the Super Bowl MVP, and I looked it up. No tight end has ever won the Super Bowl MVP wow. before. So you're wow. telling me that he would get the Super Bowl MVP, and his girl wins Album of the Year for the Grammy Award? I That's mean, a power couple. It's as powerful as you get. You literally Daisy and need, Beyonce. Yeah, you could argue that's bigger. That's better there because they're both musicians. This is. Completely different walks of life coming together <laughs> like that. Oh boy. Um. So, so my second prop. Yep. Uh, my second prop. Like I said, I think Kelsey's going to get shut down in the red zone. I still think he's going to get yards, and I think Kelsey over ninety yards at plus two thirty is, is a great pick. Ooh. I like the the odds on that. I thought you were about to fade Matt. No, no I, <laughs> not today, I like, bro. Uh, I like Kelsey at plus two hundred and thirty for ninety plus yards. I mean, because he he's still going to catch the ball. I mean, last last week he had almost I think what was it six for eighty seven in the first half. Yeah. So so I mean I especially if if it's a close game. He's going to get a lot of the touches towards the end of the game, and I think ninety plus yards is 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 a, a solid prop for him. So my final prop, though, if you're going off a of last game, it was it did not work out for some reason. He didn't really perform in the NFC Championship, but I think he truly is. Um, I think they have one of the most underrated combos in the league is Purdy to Kittle. I say give Kittle. Over 50 receiving yards. Like I said, he was he did not really perform that well against Detroit, but I do think he could stick out. He played well in the Super Bowl before. If he did make that reception late in the early in the fourth quarter in the last Super Bowl, we'd be talking about the 49ers winning that that game. But I do think he's a big game tight end, and I would be almost like poetic justice. You know, the world's talking about 
one tight end and somebody who's legitimately on his level, him having the game of his life. And I, you could even argue 50 might be kind of low, but to play it safe right now at a minus 166, give me George Kittle plus, I mean, so over 50 receiving yards. I, I do like that. For me, I think that depends a lot on, has anything come out about Willie Gay? I know he got hurt last week. So at this moment, Willie Gay is actually not listed on the injury report. Okay. Because because he got hurt last week and and yeah. I if if he wasn't playing I'd I'd even bump that up to 75 80 yards for Kittle but mm-hmm. I I, let, I think 50 even with Willie Gay playing is a solid solid pick I like it uh, I'll go into my next one this is the one I feel the most confident about okay we're going back to prize picks it's kind of like yours uh, Spanks Pacheco and Ayuk under 153 and a half yards so I'm thinking if the uh, 49ers are up. It's going to be all McCaffrey, so no Ayuk, and it's going to be Mahomes throwing the ball, so no Pacheco. So I'm kind of banking on the 49ers to win here. Um, mm-hmm. But I really like – the only way it gets screwed up is if Pacheco has, like, one of those Pacheco games where he's the angry runner. He's running like he bites people, you know? So yeah, <laughs> running like a kid trying to get to the lunch line. Yeah, exactly. So that's the yeah. only way. But I, I, I really like this line a lot. 153 and a half is that's a lot of yards for a wide receiver too and for that's, a running back going against Nick Bosa. That's 70 little over 75 a piece. So uh, my my last prop is another one of FanDuel's game specials and I think this even with the really great offensive lines I think this one's another lock. And it's crazy the the odds they're giving you on this. It's Chris Jones and Nick Bosa to each record one sack for plus 350. Dang. Really? That actually yeah, sounds I, like that sounds like a steal. That, Hopefully we didn't that, give it away with the putting it out there like that. Plus 350 for that? Wow. Plus 350 for Just each one, one sack. Of them to record a sack. But, uh, each one to record over to record over 0. 0.5 0. 0.5 or more. Okay, so good. There you go. Have, so they can get a half a sack each and still still get it. Hmm. I I get scared from sacks because they sometimes I like doing tackle for loss a lot better than sacks. I'd be curious to see what that's at. Oh, but sometimes like a a team's game plan is just to neutralize mm-hmm. a dude, and maybe they go out there and they're like, "All right, we know you got Chase Young and all these dudes, but we're gonna triple team Nick Bosa, whether you like it or not. You could sack us ten times, but Nick Bosa is not gonna get one of them." So, That's fair. I'd be scared, but dude, those two are like water going through the O line. And and I mean for for plus three fifty, it, it's yeah. hard not to at least sprinkle it a little. That's right. true. You know what's funny about defensive props? It's like you might not bet in the moment, but when you watch the game and you see it happen, whether it's as a, a sack, a tackle for loss, or an interception, he's like. Of course, that was supposed to happen. Like any Jared Goff interception I saw, or, um, or um, one that should have been made. You should have done two of them at least. Would be like Joe Flacco against your Texans. Saw that one come in. Like that's what's funny about defense defense props is you might not like it in the moment, but then when you watch the game, it happens. You're like, wow, that was kind of obvious from the start. See, I agree with you and I disagree with you because the obvious from the start is true. But then I feel like whenever I bet them, it never happens. Like they never they, hit. They never do. Right. I did Rams 
Lions, I took Aaron Donald to get, I think it was a half a sack or something like that. When I tell you they were quadruple teaming Aaron Donald because I took the over. Like that, <laughs> that was the only I, reason. I had a I had a prize picks for uh wild card weekend. Uh, it was like a thousand to win ten thousand. And all I needed from the uh the Tampa game was over half a sack for Vita Vea. Like it just it just seemed so obvious that Vita Vea would get a sack. Yeah. And it's the only one that didn't hit. And it hurts, bro. Cause like usually, like as someone like I never played football. So I feel like whenever I talk to football players, they're like, oh, like I always watch the D-line. As someone who never watches the D-line versus O-line battle, when you bet on it, obviously you're watching it. And it's the most fucking frustrating thing. Cause it's like you're a triple team. Get the fuck out of it. You know, it's like he like yeah. finally gets through and they sling it. I'm like, fuck. I, I was a. Uh... I was an all-state offensive lineman, so I always watched the offensive line. And it, it just it, – that offensive line hadn't been playing very well. Was it, it was Tampa, and who was Tampa playing the wild card weekend? Uh, Eagles. Philly, yeah. Philly, yeah. And Philly's offensive line had not been good the last couple weeks, and I just – in my soul, I, I saw Vita Vea getting a sack, and it just – it hurt not to hit. Yeah. Pain. You really, it really sometimes feel like we are the ones who make the decisions for these gays based on our vets. It's uh, like, I don't know if you guys saw the Le'Veon Bell thing where Kyrie was scoring 40 like every single game. And yeah. then Le'Veon Bell is like one over and I could fuck this up. And he did it. And like Kyrie had like 11 points. <laughs> it's like, dude, dude that happened, that's the fucking truth. That happened well earlier this year before Embiid got hurt. He was about to tie Kareem's record for like, it was something like, Eight straight games over four. It was over four, over thirty and ten, and of course I bet it. From I, I used to do the I, I did I briefly was on a Discord handicap, which biggest biggest mistake. Don't do it. Don't ever go on a gambling Discord. I'll say that here. I don't care who gets mad. And of course he suggested it. The guy, the handicapper, even though he was. Is getting destroyed. If you see the chest, they throw the tomatoes at him, getting destroyed for weeks. But this was the one thing he can do. And then Embiid got seven. And seven? Uh, yeah, he got seven. Getting Did like he get Ty- hurt? No. He was like like Tyrese Maxey get a couple in there. It's a joke. Um well now he's hurt. So we just hope Embiid's okay. But that's 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 the that's the game we decided to sign up for, boys. And as you know, so well there was a I, I follow this one guy on Twitter, and he he had hit twenty nine out of his last twenty nine bets. Oh my! Twenty nine out of his last twenty nine parlays, and last night I took his parlay for like three hundred bucks because it was it was a little over plus odds, and I was like, oh, he's he's hitting them. Let me let me build my bank a little bit. It's the first one he lost in thirty parlays, <laughs> and it's because of you. Exactly. Oh, that's all, I, that's like, all my fault. Oh man. Why can't we just wave a magic wand one day and it's just there? The sports almanac. Have you seen Back to the Future too? But I do. I, I have one special extra prop. Give it to us. It is another Super Bowl MVP, and it is Sam Darnold at plus three thousand odds. Okay. <laughs> I see nothing wrong with sprinkling it a little like $25 bet, $20 bet to win six, seven fifty. 
because all it takes is one one Brock Purdy injury, and I think Sam Darnold can do exactly what Brock Purdy's been doing. And I can absolutely see Sam Darnold getting in that game in late in the first quarter, second quarter, and winning the Super Bowl MVP. So I think it's worth sprinkling. Hey, if you have the cash, why not? Effort at that point. And, yeah. That's nothing. And we've seen, you know, we have, when you don't want to, if we want to, if there's a Miles Jack situation like in last year's NFC Super Bowl, um, knocked out towards UCL, then maybe um, you'll see Sam Darnold come in and have the literal bench warmer performance ever by beating the Chiefs. Again, that would be legendary. Yeah, that, would, would. that would be Nick Foles esque. <laughs> Arguably even better. You yeah, didn't even start true. the game. Or no injury. What if Brock Purdy just shits the bed in the first half and they're like, all right, Sam Darnold, we're down 24. <laughs> Comes Sam out, Darnold, pulls, pulls off game. like a 20, 28 to 3 comeback. Go. Three touchdowns, 300 yards in just the second half. That would be legendary, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jets, Jets bias, though, man. It is, it is that Jets <laughs> bias. I love Darnold. I do too. He's dope. Manifest, guys. Anything's possible. It really is. So let us get to the big moment, guys. Let us make our picks for Super Bowl 58. Let's go against the spread. As we said, your spread for Super Bowl 58 is San Francisco at minus two and a half. All right. Here's what I say. I'm going with the Chiefs at plus two and a half. I think ultimately... The team who has the better quarterback and the better coach usually wins the Super Bowl. Usually. Obviously, there's examples of that not happening. But I think ultimately, with as high momentum as the Kansas City Chiefs have right now, against a with as long as Patrick Mahomes could continue to be the immortal quarterback he is by using his legs against a very tough 49ers defense if needed, as well as as getting those few little holes to get the ball to the two receivers he could trust the most in Rashid Rice and Travis Kelsey, I do think they could score points. I do think that the Chiefs' defense could pressure, could give a lot of pressure to Brock Purdy in the big game. And ultimately, we've said it before, if you're giving Mahomes points, that's free money. So I think the team with the better quarterback and the better coach is going to take this Super Bowl and ultimately win it. And then we'll deal with all the fanfare after, especially when you have the greatest couple celebrating the best <laughs> Super Bowl season a couple's ever had. So that's me, Matt Brown, plus two and a half for the Kansas City. I'll take it next then. Okay. My, my bad, Spanky. Um, no, you go ahead. Uh, I got... The Niners minus two and a half, Anthony Arami here. And I mm. think it's simple, really. Again, like I've been preaching all show, those skill position dudes, man, like you could talk about Mahomes obviously is better than Purdy, uh, but these skill position guys are like seven levels better than the Chiefs skill position guys at every position. So I, I got to take those guys to really win them this game. Um, again, only way I could see them losing is if Brock Purdy just shits the bed. But if we're going off kind of what we've seen this year, when McCaffrey's playing, Brock Purdy is a good quarterback. You know, he's not elite. He's not the most talented, but he definitely knows how to give his guys a position to make plays. 
So nothing should change in the Super Bowl. A lot of people would argue that if Brock Purdy was healthy, the Niners would have been in the Super Bowl last year and could have won it. Um, and now they're back with Purdy. I think big cock Brock locks in. Great stuff. Uh, I'm taking an alternate spread here. And I'm taking the Chiefs minus six and a half. Mm, uh, the big reason for me, the last two weeks, the 49ers have come out flat and fallen behind. Against the Lions and against the, the Packers, you can get away with that in the playoffs. If you fall behind to Mahomes in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl, I mean, the playoffs, but the Super Bowl, if you fall behind early, you're not coming back. So I have I have the Chiefs by a touchdown. What are the odds for that? Oh, I I, uh, I want to say it's plus 475. That's I can confirm this shortly. Man, I just had my fan duel out to tell me how I lost tonight. Um <laughs> the whole whole podcast, I haven't been able to check my FanDuel, and I've been sweating. Yeah, I hit no. I hit tonight, so I'm good. They they gave a free Kevin Durant line, so I'm just waiting for that game to start. But I need Tyrese Halliburton twenty one and a half plus one hundred for KD instead of the minus five hundred. No, mine was um because it was on Prize Picks. It was like KD oh, just yeah. scored twenty points, so he's oh. he's Kevin Durant. Come on, don't yeah. don't yeah. play. I fell from Jalen Brunson. He had 27. It was plus 30. And Hardstein, he only had nine rebounds to go over 11 and a half. But they blew. There are up 76 to 40 in the first half. And it's been the NBA blow, the National Blowout Association all season long. Wait, Damn. Brunson didn't get 30? No, I'm 20, 27. <gasps> After scoring 17 in the first quarter, too. I know. I, I had him at 30 plus, too. Hey, Not so you guys know whose bets to listen to. You guys know who, <laughs> who to lock in at the Super Bowl. Oh, hey, man, <laughs> different sports, different sports. But just to confirm the alternative spread right now, Kansas City at minus six and a half is plus 255. And I think that's free money. Amen. Should be a lot of fun. But ultimately, guys, that should complete this collaboration. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. And as I said, hopefully this leads to some more incredible job. Awesome debut, Anthony. You always do great, Spank. So thank you for what you do. And let's see what happens. Don't forget, 6.30, CBS, Super Bowl 58. Let's see what happens and check out our reactions a week from today. All right. Great job, Kevin and Spank. Oh, sorry. Great job, Kevin and Anthony. And don't forget to check out Anthony on all streaming platforms. Go to Playbook Sports HQ. Yes, sir. Thank you guys again. Remember, man, run the play. We got the new merch out now. Check us out on Instagram. Quick plug. I'm about to follow that on TikTok as soon as I get off. Sweet Amen. TikTok, Instagram, all that, man. Thank you, Spanks. Thank you guys again, Matt. I appreciate you, man. I love seeing your clips on my timeline. Timeline and Kevin, I'll be sure to follow you back because you seem like a really cool guy. Right. Absolutely. I have, I have a I have a TikTok with like thirty thousand followers. Oh hell oh, yeah. yes. You can see the oh, great yeah. stuff at Kevin will drink it on TikTok for everybody else who hasn't seen. So good stuff, guys. To many more. We'll see you soon. Sweet. See ya. This is a very productive conversation. I love it. Anthony, you did awesome in your debut. And again, I only hope this is the beginning of many more great collaborations to come. Awesome stuff, Anthony. Again, check out his work. 
Playbook Sports HQ on all social media platforms. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, exit Twitter at Prodcovel Pod, or on TikTok at Productive Conversations, and Facebook at Productive Conversations. So we are back at it on Friday with a brand new edition of the Tweet Cap. So we are going to break down all of the big stories regarding this Super Bowl week. And I must say, it's probably pretty obvious that not all, but there will definitely be some Super Bowl stories to discuss. Since this podcast was was focusing on the game itself, the football aspect, the X's and O's, now we could talk about more of the pop culture side to the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl is the ultimate event to combine sports and pop culture. Obviously, this show probably could talk about Usher being the halftime show. We could talk about Taylor Swift's impact, the Gatorade color for some reason that people care about, um, the America the Beautiful National Anthem, the commercials, and stuff like that. So we will discuss the pop culture side of the Super Bowl on the Tweet Cap, as well as a bunch of other stories like Cody Rhodes and The Rock and Roman Reigns and that love triangle that's going on there. We're going to record after the press conference so that's going to be very interesting to say the least joe rogan signs a podcasting deal shaquille o'neal had some things to say about opening up to women um the grammys we have to talk about the grammys and what happened there and we also have some funny questions along the way so it's going to be a very interesting tweet cap we will drop that on friday and then it's super bowl weekend and i hope it's a great super bowl weekend for many of you where I hope you enjoy your family and friends and you get some good food and enjoy each other's company. And the Super Bowl is truly one event that has something for everyone. So let us make sure we enjoy that experience, especially in this crazy world we live in. So we will talk about what's trending on Friday and then we all have a great week and then we are back on Wednesday to reflect and recap Super Bowl 58. And I sincerely hope there's a lot to talk about. I hope most of us hit our props. And yeah, this is it. We're really about to complete another football season on Productive Conversations. It's not over yet. So I will save those thoughts for then, but we will put a wrap on the NFL season next Wednesday. I want to thank Anthony for coming on for the first time. I want to thank Kevin for joining us as well. I want to thank Dolores, a.k.a. Alex DeJesus, for what he does behind the scenes. And I want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for supporting us no matter what and being the very best fan base a podcast can ask for. And wow. It's really Super Bowl weekend. Let's enjoy it. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. Don't forget to check in on your friends and family, and I'll be seeing you very, very soon. All right. Peace. All she needed was some.